Well, hello there. Um, this will be the second recording of my entire podcast, but this will be the first episode of a series. I don't like saying those words because I'm a very in un, uh, unprofessional person, so this will be the first of a series of the Tao Te Ching. And each episode I'll be doing ten passages, and I will be reserving any of my thoughts or annotations in the book until the end of the series that way you can form your own opinions and form your own lessons and then you get mine at the end of it uh, I, I don't know I guess it, I just thought it was kind of a good idea to do it that way but this is the Tao Ching the Book of the Way by Lao Tzu so let's get right into it okay and of course the neighbor's AC kicks right on as soon as I started doing this too so I hope you didn't hear that but now they're trying to pitch to it, you know. Eh. Anyway, <laughs> number one, what is the Tao? The Tao can be un- <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> already off to a good start. I-, I will warn you, I am mildly dyslexic, so I may stumble or you know just do what I just did there. So I do apologize ahead of time. So bear with me. So again, what is the Tao? The Tao that can be understood is not the internal cosmic Tao. Just as an idea that can be expressed with words is not the infinite idea. And yet, this ineffable Tao is the source of all spirit and matter expressing itself. This, oh, sorry, it is the mother of all created things. Not to desire material things is no freedom of spirituality. And to desire them is to suffer the limitations of matter. Yet these two things, matter and spirit, so different in nature, have the same origin. This unity is the mystery of mysteries and the gateway to spirituality. Two, opposites. When beauty is only a masquerade, it is actually ugliness. And goodness, if it is not sincere, is not really goodness. Existence and non-existence are, incap- are incompatible. The difficulty... Oh, sorry. There's a fly flying around me. It's throwing off my, my focus and my flow, you know. <laughs> Let me start that sentence over again. Or that passage, or paragraph, whatever it is. Existence and non-existence are incompatible. The difficult and the easy are mutually opposed. The long and the short, the high and the low the loud and soft, the before and the after, are all opposites. Each reveals the other. The wise are not conspicuous in their actions or given to much talking. When troubles arise, they are not irritated. They produce but do not hoard. They act but but expect no praise. They build but do not dwell therein. And because they do not dwell therein, they never depart. Number three, restraint. When a ruler is silent on the subject of virtue, the people are discouraged from practicing it. Meanwhile, a ruler who revels in riches encourages thievery. Value virtue over wealth, and people's hearts will be at rest. A wise ruler does not accumulate treasures, but seek 
to quiet the hearts of their people. Excuse me, I have a little burp. They soothe the people's appetites and strengthen their bones. They treasure innocence and protect the simple from the schemes of the clever. When a ruler practices restraint, everything will be in peace. Number four, the eternal Tao. The Tao seems empty, yet it is never exhausted. Oh, it is profound. It, it existed before anything. It dulls its own sharpness. It breaks its own bonds. It dims its own brightness. It identifies with its own dust. Oh, it is peaceful. It is eternal, infinite. I'm sorry, infinite, eternal. There's that dyslexia coming in. No one knows from where it came. It is older than the gods. Five, impartiality. The earth and stars do not take sides. They are impartial. They regard all individuals as insignificant as though they were playthings made of straw. The wise are also impartial. To them, all people are equal and alike. The space between earth and the stars is like a billows. It is empty, but does not collapse. It contracts, or as it contracts, it creates. Gossip, by contrast, spew out words till they are empty, because they are not impartial. Number six, the source. The spirit of perennial spring is said to be immortal. She is called the mysterious one. The mysterious one is the source of the universe. She is continually, endlessly giving forth life without effort. Another short one there. Seven, humility. The universe is eternal and the earth is lasting. The reason the universe and the, and the earth are eternal and lasting is that they do not exist for themselves. That is why they endure. The wise humble themselves and because they are hu oh, and because of their humility, they are worthy of praise. They put, they put others first and so become great. They are not focused on outcomes or achievements. Therefore, they always succeed. Eight, goodness. True goodness is like water. It, it nurtures everything and harms nothing. Excuse me, another little burp there. Like water, it ever seeks the lowest place, the place that all others avoid. This is the way of the Tao. For, dwelling, oh, for a dwelling, it chooses a quiet meadow. For a heart, it chooses a circling eddy. In generosity, it is kind. In speech, it is sincere. In power, it is order. In action, it is gentle. In movement, it is rhythm. Because it is always peaceful, or sorry, peaceable, it is soothes and refreshes. I don't know why I said is like it. I don't I don't know. Some of my words already. Anyway, number nine, prudence. If you continue filling a pail after it is full, the water will be wasted. 
If you continue grinding an axe after it is sharp, the edge will wear away. Who can protect a house full of golden jewels? Excessive fortune brings its own misfortune. To win true merit, true, uh, to earn, sorry, let me start that one over again. To win true merit, to earn a good reputation, you must be prudent. This is the way of the Tao. Number 10. Here, this will be the last one for today as well. Lead without force. By patience, you can, you can discipline your desires. By self-control, you can develop strong character. By practicing gentleness, you can become as a little child. By purifying the subconscious, you may become perfect. Because wise rulers love the people, they, w- they lead without force. In measuring out rewards, a wise ruler acts like mother birds. While seeing into every corner, they are unobtrusive. While protecting the people, they do not control them. They are motherly and fatherly, but not domineering. They persuade with words, not weapons. This is their crowning virtue. Alrighty. That was the first ten passages of the Tao Te Ching. And I know I stumbled over quite a lot. I still I, I hope it was still, you know, listenable, I guess if that's a word, or you know, enjoyable in some way, because it's a very good book. I I love this book a lot. I got it recently, like uh two months ago, I think. Excuse me, I'm just a burping mess today. I don't know what I had, but anyway. So I, 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 this is my second, well, I've already read it the second time through, which is why I annotated, but this will be my third time through this book. And oh my gosh, every time I read it, I think I pick up something that I, I kind of missed the first time around, which sounds dumb, but you know, comprehension and stuff like that, you know, anyway, I just, I find it very interesting. I'm going to kind of hold my words so I can kind of keep my opinion to myself until the end. But again, I really enjoy this book, and I hope you do as well as we go through it and go through this eight-part series, I guess it will be, because, you know, again, 81 passages, so I'm going to cut off into 10 block chunks and have the last one be 11, because, you know, 81 is kind of odd number, but I'm going to get through it, and hopefully you enjoy it as we go through, and hopefully my reading skills are not, you know, damning for this series, you know, but anyway, I hope you have a good day, or you know, whatever it is where you are and, or I guess when you're listening and, um, yeah, goodbye.